Last week, we talked about building powerful communities. This week, we interview a powerhouse in the for-profit and non-profit space about finding creative ways to give back. After over a decade of nonprofit leadership impacting thousands, we hit a wall. We started asking ourselves, how can we go beyond personal success and leave a legacy that lasts far beyond our lifetimes? A job change and a couple of pivots into for-profit leadership later? We're on the search to get that question answered. If you're a leader who cares deeply about supporting nonprofits from the inside or from the outside, this podcast is for you. We believe that the world needs what you are going to leave behind, and it's our passion to help you find that thing and build it. I'm Ted. And I'm Lisa. Welcome to the Legacy Builders Movement. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. We are thrilled to have with us today Renee Van Heel, who is just an amazing person and has accomplished a lot. We're going to learn a lot from her today. Mm -hmm. Renee is the founder and owner of Pay It Forward Processing. She and her husband run this payment processing company with a heart for nonprofits and all that they do, Uh, specifically with their give back program, Every Swipe Benefits Charity. They've raised $380,000 in just the last five years for charity. And Renee has lived through the last five recessions and only lost money on the first one. So we're excited to learn about what she's learned through that. Renee, thank you so much for being with us here on the podcast today. Well, I just want to thank you for having me. There's nothing better than sharing. If if we can help just one person get through some of this whole 2020, it's so <laughs> worth it. And, and us business owners, we got to pull together because that's how we are going to thrive if we pull together. Absolutely. I'm excited to share. So thank you. Yeah, we're excited. So, uh, well, hey, let's just jump right in. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and specifically kind of your backstory? How did you get into working, uh, you know, starting this company? And uh, specifically, when did it come along that you wanted to figure out how to marry that with nonprofit? Oh, my gosh. You know, we don't have enough time to go through all the years. (laughs) (laughs) But I was raised in an amazing family business. um, And I say that in the sense that it gave me so much opportunity to learn. Um, I literally started at age 12 making 50 cents an hour, packing boxes and (laughs) delivering product to grocery stores and putting them on hooks on the stores. But, you know, the biggest thing um, that, uh, you know, people say, what, where'd you go to school? And I say, I went to the university school of hard knocks because I <laughs> learned to run business on my own. Um, when I was 18, my dad passed away and left the family business to all of us kids mm. and my mom. And little did we know he owed back taxes. So two days after he died, we're going to the office and the, that's when the IRS would put chains around the door. Oh my and gosh. So, we had to make the decision, are we gonna dig in? And are we gonna make this work? And we pulled in together as a team um, and it, it became very successful. But then, you know, as time goes on, family businesses aren't all what it's cut out to be. <laughs> right. so, <laughs> and I had to take it down a different road. You know, I got married and had kids and I was traveling a lot and I loved it. I traveled to New York. I traveled to Chicago, you know, being from Minnesota, we we're in the fashion industry. It was, it was a really, really cool career, but it was zero quality of life. Hmm. And that's another thing I just really think as business owners, people need to figure out, is this, is this giving me the quality of life that I can spend time with my kids and and I can take that time off without stressing because either the business owns you or you own the business. Hmm. And the business totally owned me and I had three kids in diapers and oh, I was geez. traveling 60% of the year. Yeah. 
Wow. And working about, I tell my husband, I said, you know, I was working about 60 hours a week. He goes, honey, it was more than that. So I had, you know, the the travel play pens in my office and, you know, I was basically a workaholic, but it got me to where I am today because I learned that's not exactly what I wanted it to be. Hmm. So it's, that's, that's such a, a big point. I think a lot of people end up like they start a business, but they end up creating a job. You know, they want to yeah. be, they want to be the boss, but at the end of the day, yeah. if you don't create it in the right way, it becomes your boss. And yeah. all of a sudden you don't get to make the decisions anymore. <laughs> you don't get to take the time off. You don't do that. And so it's such a, big thing for people to think about when they're starting any kind of business or nonprofit or whatever it is to kind of yeah. think long term because you want to be in this game for a long time. You don't just want to flare out and then have to start all over again. You want to be able to have longevity, right? Well, and you do want the longevity. And I think what, what COVID has really brought to mind for me is people, business owners need to diversify their income. Mm. They truly, truly do. You And actually anybody does. Even if you have a job, you cannot count on that company to be there tomorrow. So, you know, that's, you know, that's something I'm really passionate about right now is teaching people how to diversify. But what got me thinking about that, our oldest son was born with severe arthritis. And so they were doing steroid shots in his knees at age four. Oh, wow. And we were at wow. Paul's Children's Hospital. And I remember him looking at me and he goes, Mom. I know there's there's other things we can do. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, well, I listen and I hear people talk that if we move out of Minnesota to a warmer place, it will help me. And mm. I kind of looked at him, you know, out of the mouths of babes. He was a very wise four-year-old. <laughs> and we got in our motor home and we traveled around. And I knew that the family business I could not do from someplace else. Mm. And we ended up found this little pocket in, in San Diego called Rancho Bernardo, where he did amazing, amazing. And we, both my husband and I, our jobs were in Minnesota. There was no way we could take those jobs with us to San Diego, but we didn't care. We ended up driving back, sold our house within a month and packed everything up and moved to San Diego, not having jobs at all but we knew we had the experience that we could do whatever we wanted to do. So I started looking for businesses that had that residual income, that recurring income. And that's what, you know, credit card processing does. We sign, we get a client set up properly from day one. If we do really good customer service and we don't, don't do contracts or anything, they will stay with us and, every single month people use their credit cards in these businesses so we would get paid that commission and that residual income every month and that's what we were looking for and when we looked at the industry it was recession time Hmm. and we were told by visa mastercard because we're licensed with them and it took forever to get licensed with them but they told us you're crazy to start a business right now (laughs) And I'm going, but you don't understand what I've been through. I totally, I know we can do this. And and then they wanted a big marketing plan. And I knew without a doubt, referral-based marketing and relationship marketing and servant leadership, you can build a company. Mm -hmm. And they literally told us we would fail within the first year. And now it's 20 years later, we have never telemarketed a business. We have never done cold calling. It's 100% referral-based marketing. And we're able to help not only businesses, 
um, save money and have efficient processing, but we have a lot of employees and a lot of salespeople that we're able to support because of having the guts to do it. You know, and that one thing, business people have the guts to put it out there, number one, and and number two, they have the determination. So I've, I've been helping a lot of businesses through this COVID. If, if their business is not succeeding, take the same skills, just find a different avenue. Because mm-hmm. what you learn in business to build and to start a business is priceless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love what you said, too. Something we talk about with our clients a lot when we're working with them is saying no for a greater yes. And that opens so many amazing doors when you know how to say, I mean, you guys did did this for your son, right? You said no to the income that you knew was coming in and that, you know, and the jobs and all that. Uh, But you're like, it doesn't matter. We have to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that was not even, you know, and for us, it just wasn't even an option to stay there. And, you know, for anybody in the Midwest, so our house payment, our cars, our house was practically paid off. So our cars, everything, I mean, our whole monthly expenses was under $3,000. Okay. You moved to San Diego, our rental home was $3,600 a month. <laughs> <laughs> The cost of living went up a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, just a little bit. You know what? And you said it. You just don't care when it has to do with your kids. But we also have just really strong faith that things will not fall together if it's not meant to be. Mm-hmm. And and everything just fell together. And and we knew. I knew the first week we were in that house that um, that it was home. That um, is awesome. I want to go back really quick to one thing you said. You said when you learn skills, like occasionally you might need to shift avenues, but the skills so the skills so still transfer. Um, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is for profit and nonprofit. The fact of the matter is, leadership skills are leadership skills. Success skills are success skills. Influence skills are influence skills, and community skills are community skills. Like as you learn these things, they really are transferable if you're willing to take what you learned and remove the parts that are industry specific and really get down to the root of what matters. Um, I do want to ask you about how you have your give back program, because I talked to a lot of for-profit leaders and they're like, I want to make an impact. And in their mind, making an impact is starting a 501c3. And impact isn't relegated to the nonprofit. And I think that you're just an absolute inspiration when it comes to this. So how did that kind of start for you? And what does it look like now? So um, our Every Swipe Benefits charity is an actual 501c3. Pay it forward processing is the for-profit company. So my husband and I... We take a portion of every transaction nationwide, all our all of our merchants, and we give it back to charity in their name. But let me back up and, t- and let me explain. It was it's not easy to form a 501c3. No, it's not. <laughs> what I highly recommend is if you really want to do a 501c3, you have to find a mentor to walk you through it. Because just the verbiage, I had somebody that helped me through it and they said, don't put this verbiage in there. Make it more general. So if you have to pivot in your 501c3, you can. And that's actually what we had to do. So we started out, there is a a nonprofit, I Have a Dream Foundation. 
um, Eugene Lang out of New York City, he started this whole program nationwide where he went and he adopted a bunch of high schoolers and said in Harlem and said, if you graduate with the B average, I will pay for your college. That to me is a dream. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we set up our 501c3. I actually found a class in San Diego and they recommend you actually go down to elementary school and start and you give them tutoring, counseling for the whole family. It's the coolest program ever. So I had that all set up. We were ready to sponsor our classroom. And then we had the wildfires that came through San Diego. And we lost our house in the wildfires, literally everything. We were in Minnesota and watched it burn on CNN. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. And, and we were the, us and our friends were the, were the, were kind of the poster children. So it just kept playing over and over again. And we're going, oh, my gosh. And a week, oh, no. prior, a week prior to that, my mom had said to me, she's such a wise woman. She goes, Renee, she goes, what do you have for the, the next chapter of your life? What are you going to be doing? I go, I don't know, mom. I haven't thought about it. And then two days later, uh, my house burns down and I, I'm walking up the stairs to my mom's house and I go, mom, you didn't tell me it was going to be a whole new stinking novel. And I just, because <laughs> once, and it's interesting because once you lose everything, your everything shifts. Your, my heart changed. Um, my whole idea of wanting to give back grew so much stronger. Um, we were insured for right around $90 a square foot, and it cost $240 a square foot to rebuild. Wow. So I put on my business head, and every single thing that I had learned from business, I said, we can help these other people that are going through the same thing. 1,100 homes burned, 98% of us were underinsured. So I uh, would go to businesses and like lighting stores and tile stores. And I, I would say to them, I'd say, um, you know, if you can give us a discount and give a portion of every single transaction that we buy from all the fire survivors, I want you to give 15 to 25% back. So we had turned our nonprofit now into a group called Fired Up Sisters. And what the Fired Up Sisters did, we did a lot of stuff for kids like Barnes and Noble. They donated over $10,000 worth of books. Wow. So they'd open up at night. The kids could go in and pick up all brand new books and everything. It was the most amazing program. Tempur-Pedic Mattress donated three truckloads of mattresses for all the fire survivors. So cool. Um, and we ended up with a warehouse, 5,600 square foot warehouse of donations. And we had so many companies that were donating not only their, their runoffs, Home Depot, we had so much stuff from Home Depot and Staples. They were so generous. But we ended up raising over it was close to $5 million worth of money, goods, and services for the fire survivors, all by these businesses giving a portion back. So I went to my husband and I said, you know what, we're going to do this for the credit card processing company. If we take a portion of every transaction, give it back to every swipe benefits charity, we now can help support nonprofits. Mm -hmm. And so with us losing everything, came out every swipe benefits charity. I know it's kind of a long roundabout way to explain it, but we learned to pivot again because we knew what it took mm -hmm. to put it all together. And when we set up the nonprofit, we put it up very generic. 
It was basically, we, we had it in there that every single thing we made would go to help people. And that's where, and, and children, children was also in it. And that's where we would do, do the, you know, go to the bookstores. We had events for kids, things like that. So you have to follow the guidelines in the 501c3, but do not make them really specific is probably the biggest thing that I can encourage people. Mm-hmm. I think specific as well as great things for your marketing strategy and knowing those things. But when it comes to some of those, some of that paperwork, you want to keep it really broad so you have space to move in case you're given a different opportunity, a chance to pivot. I love that you said you lost everything and it magnified your your desire to give. I think money magnifies who you are and loss magnifies who you are. And it's so cool that you use that as momentum to really just make a bigger impact. Do you ever talk to someone and feel like you're not doing enough? Because that's what I feel like right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think a lot of our listeners are thinking the same thing, like, oh, geez. But this is one of the things that I love. I think one of the reasons why people don't help out as much or give back as much is because they they just haven't thought big enough yet. And, you know, clearly you, you went through some big stuff, so you already had kind of a scope of large impact. And so this is awesome because I know our listeners are thinking like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking so small, you know, and when we just start to think bigger and get a bigger idea of what we could do, then it starts. Now opportunities are everywhere, right? Yeah. Well, and I really want to encourage, you know, if you really want to start a giving arm, what you need to do is sit down and you need to take that time to just think, think big and, and not even to say to think big, but what are your true, true desires? Okay, I remember when I was 14 years old, I said I would be given a million dollars a year away. Oh my gosh, my family chastised me and said I was so stupid and you know, because they don't, they're, they don't think like I do. You know, you love them to pieces because you need those people, other people around you. But, and I know that it was, it. God put it on my heart that we would give a million dollars a year away. So I thought it would be, you know, adopting a grade school of kids through I have a dream. Well, guess what? It wasn't that, you know, so now, but the thing is you can't, you got to start somewhere and just don't stop. You know, the fired up sisters was an unexpected blessing. And then the every swipe benefits charity, not to chastise. We've only given away 385,000, but I want to give away a million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. So, We every year we say, okay, we were able to give away this much. Well, what we have added to it is a way for nonprofits to use our company as a fundraiser. And so I'm super excited about that. We revamped it two years ago. So it's generating more money for these nonprofits because they are involved also. That's cool. Yep. I love it. And I will get to that million dollars a year. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we believe it. 100%. So can you share a little bit more about how that works for a nonprofit, like, or for the business side, whatever you want to talk about first, but kind of what that process looks like for them? Because I know, I mean, credit card processing is one of those things you kind of take for granted. Like, yep, someone swipes something somewhere and then something happens and my money's gone. Like, <laughs> So what does that look like? Well, and most people have no clue that it goes through a front end bank, a back end bank, you know, we're the ones that move the money and they go, oh. We just have never, ever thought about it, which is totally fine. But um, basically, 
I, I want to go through what we put together for the nonprofit because mm-hmm. this is very, very powerful. We, t- our, our philosophy is we give a hand up, not a handout. Okay, we want to teach them to fish. We want to teach them how to create this sustainable income. So, all right, I'm going to use the Tucson Firemen's Foundation. It's down in Tucson, Arizona. Um, they have board members that work at a bank. So this bank is now using us for all their credit card processing. Whoa. Okay. So every time the nonprofit introduces us to a business and they use our processing, we will make sure that every swipe benefits their nonprofit. So we have another nonprofit out of Washington state that um, is very close to a franchise. So they introduced us to this franchise. They're in Canada and all over the United States. Well, this franchise, 90% of the franchise owners use pay it forward processing for their credit card. So last year they got a check for over $10,000. So, so it's, and everybody on these boards have businesses or no businesses and we are licensed and bonded in all 50 States. So they can give introductions in any state. And we guarantee the business will never, ever, ever, ever pay more ever. We have very low overhead. We do not have fancy offices. We do not drive fancy cars. You know, that is one thing. When you lose everything, you get really simple because I used to be very materialistic. Oh, no. I am very happy going to thrift stores and buying my clothes. And I find better stuff than if I went shopping and bought brand new. So I'm super excited. (laughs) It's kind of like treasure hunting, you know. There's like extra, you know, excitement to it, too. Yeah, totally. Well, and and the thing is with these nonprofits, they have to, they get vetted and 70 cents on the dollar has to go for the cause or they will not be accepted into our program. So that's where it starts. They can go online and they can fill out a little form to start the process to be part of that, but but they have to be vetted. Okay, but I'm gonna take it one step further. So we have clients that they don't have a nonprofit that they really support yet. So these businesses can go onto our list. We have 12 nonprofits and they get to choose one of those 12 nonprofits. So now their business now has a giving arm because we donate that money. They're using us for processing. We take a portion of all their transactions and we donate it to the charity that they just chose, but we do it in their name. So they get all the social media recognition, the nonprofit calls them and thanks them because we couldn't do it without these businesses. So they now have a very simple giving arm and some businesses will match it. So say they generated $250 for the year to go back to the nonprofit, then they match it. So now it's $500. So, and every business, has that choice, but never, ever any obligation. So it's a very non-traditional way for fundraising for a nonprofit, but it works because we've been doing it now for four years with that. So it, it definitely works, but it takes somebody again with a vision. Right. To be able to sit down and then we meet with every board and every board member. If they have questions about the program, we are very, very hands-on. Every nonprofit is assigned a specific account officer that they work with, with all of their clients. 
Wow. So very hands-on. I love it. And I love the, just the creative approach. Like I think being able to make it easier for businesses to give back is huge because I think that's part of it too, is it can be kind of overwhelming. It's like, okay, we want to give back, but we're going to host like a, a food drive or something. And now they have to do all of the infrastructure and everything to set up a food drive and, and whatever. And this just says like, Hey, you're already processing credit cards. Like well, you're already doing that's, this. That's a big thing. So for 20 years, I volunteered and, uh, and put on fundraisers. Okay. I am. And, and once I came up with this idea, I said, thank goodness. Cause I am never going to wrap another basket for, <laughs> <laughs> for a fundraiser. I was great at the cellophane, you know, and then the, the blow dryer that would make it tighter. And I was really, really good at going and asking businesses for donations. I don't ever want to do another golf tournament. You know, we have one nonprofit, Bianca, and we just did, she just did her golf tournament, but we were able to donate three times more than their golf tournament last year. Wow. Because they've been working with us and, and referring businesses to us. And they were one of our very first ones. I call them kind of our guinea pig. So, but, um, you know, it continues to grow. So we have other businesses that they didn't refer to us, but they chose Bianca because they love it's it's um, they they're for kids with autism. They buy them iPads and they're oh, my gosh, it's amazing. It's it teaches them how to finally communicate for the first time. It is mm. the most amazing thing I've ever seen. So, but yeah, a lot of fun working with Bianca and, you know, or you can go online and see all the different nonprofits. We do different categories. So that's incredible. I think it's uh, hopefully right now, those of you who are listening, business owners, nonprofit leaders, this is hopefully getting like a lot of sparks going in your brain of like, how could I how could I do something bigger? How could I partner up with, you know, even a company like pay for processing to figure out how to do something bigger, something more than just what we're doing now. And uh, this is this is just like really incredible stuff. And it's really cool to be able to talk with someone who's doing it, mm-hmm. you know? This is so encouraging. So what advice do you have for someone who is maybe on the, like, who's there? Like, they're on the business side. They're thinking, okay, I kind of want to start doing something, but they don't know what it is, what it looks like. Kind of where you knew, I want to give more, but having to actually start taking those steps. Well, and hopefully they don't have to have their house burned down to figure <laughs> yeah, it out. I hope so. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want them to be in that club. We just don't. That's not that's not one you look you strive to be in. You know, it's interesting that you asked that, Lisa, because you know, I'm just wondering if there's something here that we can do together and do round do a round table. I am happy mm. to coach somebody on this. This to me is a passion. Right. To be able to help people realize their potential. And, and it's probably sitting right in front of them, but they are so, this year has been very stressful for many, mm-hmm. uh, where I'd be happy to sit down with them and go through and start picking their brain and get them to start opening up because it, it takes effort to actually take time and be quiet so you can hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big one. Um, I have yelled, those big yellow post-it notes all over my walls. And we call it brain dumping. Okay, brain dump. What do you like to do? What are you good at? You know, and and the majority of time you can marry 
what your passion is to what you're doing to be able to give back. I've seen it happen because I have coached others to be able to find that portion of it. That's really cool. Yeah, I love what you said too, just like taking that time, finding <laughs> finding someone to walk through it with you is a huge deal. And it's so cool that you mentioned that because that's what we that's what we do too. Like we really, we love walking people through that process, helping them to kind of see see through the weeds a little bit because I mean you know what it's like you know having three kids in diapers and running a business and being ever <laughs> like even if you want to give back like your time is very limited to be able to think about that and especially if you're somebody who's like kind of like me and maybe a little hyperactive in business um, <laughs> it could be really hard to sit still like really really hard especially if you drink way too much coffee like I do <laughs> so um, having that is absolutely essential so this has been really awesome, but we got it. We do have to wrap up, but we do. We have a kind of a wrap up question. Renee, what does the idea of leaving a legacy mean to you? You know, that's always a it's always a really interesting question because I've never thought of it until um, somebody made me sit down and be quiet and think about it. And this was only two months ago. Oh, wow. You know, um, you know, you and, and again, figuring that, that out, you need to spend time to write it down, you know, and I want my legacy to to be, you know, that I was kind to people, that I was able to coach people. I was able to help people find what they really want to do in the sense of giving back and making a difference in 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 the world. You know, and more so in the United States. Also, our nonprofits are all United States based. Just saying. Mm. That's important to me. There's too many people here that need stuff. You know, leaving that legacy of people having hope. Um, we just put together an affiliate program for Pay It Forward. It's called Pay It Rewards. So, and then we also have a health and wellness company that we, we partnered with Shackley. But to be able to get people to be diversified and be able to not worry about money. I think that that was actually my number one thing on the paper is to get people so they don't need to worry about money. Um, we had a really rough year when we moved from Minnesota uh, to San Diego. The first year we were fine. The second year, we were worried about money every single day. Hmm. And I, it's not a good feeling, but it doesn't have to be. And we're, going, we're talking COVID now, so everybody's in that. Yeah, not everybody, but some people are in that state where they're really worried. Well, start thinking outside the box because there's things you can do. And this is the other thing that we did with our kids. And this, to me, is huge in the legacy end, too. When our house burned down, it was through a recession also. They could not find a job. They were all teenagers. And we said, you know what? If you're not going to find a job, you're going to go volunteer. So I really want to encourage people Again, it's about making a difference. Get out of your own way. And if you don't have a job right now, go volunteer somewhere. And I promise you, you'll feel better. And it'll it'll bring you through the low times. That's so good. Love that answer. Get out get out of your own way and go and make a difference. <laughs> it's yeah. so, so good. Well, yeah. uh, Renee, I, I'm sure we're going to have more conversations with yes, you in the future. We would definitely. love to have you back on the podcast sometime <laughs> in the future. Um, but for right now, where can our, our listeners find out more about you and what do you have going on right now in the business you'd like to point them toward? Well, I have. there's a few websites. The main one leads to all of them, which is www.pfprocessing.com. 
And there is a tab on there for our give back program, which leads you to every swipe benefits charity. And then also to the pay it rewards program too. We call it PIR. So it, it really does make a difference. We do have an additional one, esbcharity.org, that is a little bit different than the one on the website, but we're really open books. You can, you know, we've got our Facebook page, I've got LinkedIn. So you can go to Pay It Forward Processing on LinkedIn and connect with our company page as well as myself. But I, like I say, the more people we can help, the more money we're going to be able to give away. So it's it's just a ton of fun. I, there's nothing more fun than giving away the checks. <laughs> I believe so it. I believe it. <laughs> do you do the really big cardboard checks? We do. Yeah. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> you know. I, you know, I, I'm kind of shy and quiet, so, you know, of course I have to make checks. <laughs> yeah. And, you, and the nonprofits can come from anywhere. You know, they can come from any state whatsoever. We have them all across the United States. So it's very exciting to be able to have that. But like I say, we are working towards that $1 million a year. So we need to impact a lot of companies to be able to help. I love that. Thank you so much, Renee, for being on here today. Uh, This has been so valuable for us. I know for our listeners, and you're just getting us thinking so much bigger about what we can do. So thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are awesome. Thank you. God bless you guys. All right, everyone. Stay tuned for next episode where we talk with a successful marketing genius about growing awareness in a crowded online space. If you want to build the tallest building, don't start building at the first floor. Your legacy needs a strong foundation, and our financial class is here to help. Use promo code 2020 for 50% off. You'll get six months of access to this inspiring overhaul of your finances to build a lasting legacy. Visit LegacyBuildersInternational.com slash courses for more info. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com slash courses, and use promo code 2020 by December 31st. Thanks for listening to the Legacy Builders Movement. If you appreciate this podcast and find that it's valuable, the best way that you could help us is to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. To learn more about Legacy Builders, go to LegacyBuildersInternational.com. That's LegacyBuildersIntl.com.